seems cold and bleak and you just can't take it anymore. Here it comes, that glimmer of hope, a light shines through the dark. It's a hopeless show, with Aaron and Rogan world. It's a hopeless show, with Aaron and Rogan world. Welcome, Rohit, to episode 20. This is a big episode. It's the Greg Anthony episode. For Greg anybody Anthony. Yeah, that remembers the mid-90s Knicks, he wore number 20. So that's pretty yeah, much... Yeah, I didn't... I barely remember who he is. <laughs> yeah, we wanted to make sure we hit episode 20 so we could honor the great Greg Anthony. Um, the great, the, the great Greg Anthony. And we have exciting news to share with you before we jump into the show. So, oh, sorry, before you do that, sorry, Greg Anthony was number 50, apparently. I just Googled it, so I'm wrong. This is not the Greg Anthony episode, but please continue, Aaron. Oh, nice. All right. I like the immediate screw up. That's awesome. Uh, We're definitely keeping that in. Uh, So, in honor of Greg Anthony's 50, which we have 30 (laughs) more episodes to get to, this is episode 20. We have been hyping that we are going to get to episode 20. And then we realized we really are excited about Blackjack, episode 21, lucky number 21. This episode is going to be insane, as you will see. And episode 21 is going to be like no other episode we've ever done by a long shot. I don't want to give any more away. Rowan, I don't think you want to give any more away. It's just going to be batshit insane crazy it'll be a 21st episode for the 21st century boom so speaking of the 21st century and we can't wait to bring this to you speaking of the 21st century we are at episode number 20 and i believe you want to start it off with a blast yeah um well this is news from the quarantine news from the quarantine. With that news from the quarantine comes some pretty big news. And 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 this isn't going to be one of our hopeless topics, but rather it's just something that we're going to talk about for a second. And this is the blast in Beirut that killed 150 people earlier this week. And Which I call bullshit. It's way more than that. Yeah. I mean, the, the body count is obviously only going to go up. Um, the blast was felt 150 miles away. Um, and it happened on a pier. Uh, full of like ammonium nitrate or whatever, and um, either through negligence or through um, an accident or through possibly the government is still looking into uh, if it was an act of terror, um, this blast occurred. And I just remember watching all the videos. Um, you know, one was like, this happened minutes ago. And just seeing that boom, I was like, wait, was that a, a gas explosion? All that. And then as like, you know, the minutes ticked by more videos, more videos came in from the first person point of view, seeing that on the ground footage of the blast, seeing the aftermath, it's been crazy. Yes. So I, I think it's, it's been, I mean, I feel for the, the people of Lebanon, um, the citizens of Beirut and their families of a friend in Lebanon right now, he felt that he was five miles away, said it was, they, they thought he was going to die. Um, which was wild. And uh, I guess because we know it's bad and we also don't know all the facts of what it 
is, except I've never seen anything like it, except the videos of uh, of the nuclear of the Hiroshima. <laughs> I've never seen anything look like that. It's insane. I guess can we each pick a theory of what it is? I I would like to err on the side of humanity and say this was an accident. You know, apparently these chemicals have been stored for at least a decade or um, they've kind of gone untouched. And, you know, there was a fire that was let out and that fire is the one that ignited it. I'd like to believe what many are saying is the obvious answer, but a lot of times it's not the obvious one. Um, I don't, I hope there's not malice in, in this because the world is enough of that. I I agree. I'm 100% with you. I think there may have been some negligence and just a bad accident, like a bad thing that happened um, that just like uh, Chernobyl, minus the fact that they covered it up and after the fact treated it terribly, um, like there was negligence and they didn't try to do that. Yeah. I mean, and, and for listeners out there, if you haven't been to, you know, a lot of places around the world, you'll, you know, you might not know that things like OSHA, um, and things like, uh, you know, government sort of committees that do regular inspections of various facilities. That's not as common in a lot of the world. So things like this are sad reality. Um, even in a giant city like Beirut. Yeah. Which is, I, I don't know how many it has, probably 5 million people. And so they have, it just doesn't happen. Yeah, um, so, so we'll be monitoring so, that because there's not much news besides the blast and, and the aftermath. Like we don't know anything more. No. And so we'll, we'll keep posted on that and see if, I hope we're right. Um, so speaking of blasts, uh, I have a blast for you. What do you got? An update from the news from the quarantine on my sign situation about free speech in this country and more importantly than in this country, in my condo building. Because, the again, the country revolves around me and so everything that happens in my building and in my unit is more important than everything else. I kid. Sort of. <laughs> so... Check this out, dude. The signs were up. The three signs. I have three now. Uh-huh. Um, that are just focused on um without getting into the details, just they're they're only focused on change. That's it. On free speech and change in this country, which is what I want. Um that's it. And I want them uh I want my property to show that. That I want change I got a message from the board of my building hello Aaron as president of the board I am one of the to enforce the CNCR whatever rules of our building which by the way were written in 1974 you are in direct violation by posting signs from the balcony as stated on page 21 article 7 section 2 Line B of our CCNRs. This is for a 24 unit condo building. Except for signs 
approved by the board for the benefit of the entire project, no signs of any kind shall be displayed in the public view on or about the exterior of any unit. Except signs not larger than a reasonable and customary in area advertising said sale of the unit. I am asking you to remove your signs immediately. The last thing the board wants to do is impose fines for illegal display from your balcony. What this made me immediately realize is there are people on our board who do not want change in this country and uh, are putting these are saying this, basically saying we don't believe in free speech if we don't like it. Um, Because, so, can I read you what I wrote back? Sure. I said, whatever signs you are talking about and whatever property infringement you are talking about is on our property, the property of number 208. I will not get into this any further at the moment. If need be, I will take necessary action if attacked again for using my property, not the building's property, not hanging over an edge, not on the unit, not um, something written in 1974 about free speech to exercise my right to freedom in my unit and free speech. If it doesn't go with your thoughts on how you like things in the unit, city, or country, and trust me, many people have done things that I've been disgusted by in the t- in my time living here, and I let, I let it be because of free speech, then, then do something with your property if you want to. If I am harassed about this again, threatened fines, etc., I will take further action, go public, and so on. Here's the beginning of me going public right now. And none of that, none of that us want that. I hope we can all be peaceful going forward during this incredibly difficult time. Being mature, and by the way, I'm talking to like 80-year-olds when I'm saying being mature. Being mature, preserving our rights, and focusing on what actually matters is a healthy approach when times are so uncertain. I wish you all nothing but the best in staying safe and sane during all this time. I know I am doing the same, and I will continue to greet everyone with a smile. My best, Aaron. And Good now letter. Donald Sterling comes into the picture as the final piece. The former owner of the Clippers, the racist former owner of the Clippers, who happens to also be my team. They've caused me my whole life of misery as a basketball fan. And this is the very first time Donald Sterling has given something back to me. In, uh, I won't say the name of the person, but there is someone who's very close to this situation who did some extra research and found that in 1994... There was something enacted called the Donald Sterling Act, Section 4710. These signs are considered non-commercial. They are not touching any common property and are strictly on our property. And then there is an entire legality, California Civil Code, Section 400 to 475, that specifically states that this is legal and to infringe on it goes against the free speech rights of the state of California. And it is a law that was to go against Donald Sterling, who's got his riches from being a property owner in Los Angeles, got billions from it. And so it was to go against him trying to control his property uh, renters and because he was a notorious douchebag. So thank you, 
Donald Sterling for once for doing something so bad that it really helped us. He's the racist and gift that keeps giving back, you know? It's he's like, the racist gift that keeps giving back. And you know how many responses I've gotten since this was sent? Guess. How many? Zero. Two. Oh. Zero. They don't know what to say back because they're wrong. <laughs> so until the sign saga continues or until anything happens with it. For now, I believe we have put it to rest with your advice, doing everything within the the means of the law while also having our free speech. I'm so I'm literally so happy about that, Aaron. Please keep us posted on the saga. It's 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 got me gripped. Um and uh you know, sometimes it's the little battles that make a difference in the larger war. Um, so keep fighting, keep fighting, fight um, the good fight. And, uh, mal- what is it? Malicious, uh, malicious compliance, malicious compliance plus Donald Sterling worked. <laughs> <laughs> um, who knows? Maybe Steve Bomber by your building. Steve Bomber's the man. He would have, oh, yeah. he would have like j- jump. He would have been like a human sign just jumping yeah. around like free speech. And I'm mad and I'm bald. Uh, He's the current owner of the Clippers, for those who don't know. So speaking of the Clippers, uh, your first topic really touches on what it's like to be a Clipper fan. Yeah, well, this is uh, all about lonely zoo animals. Zoos across the world uh, really are stuck without visitors. And while generally zoos are, you know, they have there's a lot of moral uh, gray area Um and uh, in terms of keeping animals captive um, and just right. sort of like, you know, having them in cages and just for people to gawk at. Um, however, many zoos have rescued animals and that are unable to go back to the wild. But this is not about that. What this is about is actually the animals and the loneliness of all of these zoo animals from Tokyo to Wisconsin. And uh, the Wall Street Journal had a really interesting article just about how for example, the eels in the aquarium aren't showing their vibrant colors and doing all their fun dives without people there. There's a, an orangutan that used to uh, plug her ears when guests ignored the sh- quiet zone and she would play with them. <laughs> and now she just kind of like moves around depressed. Um, there's uh, uh, some of the the uh, the big cats there are just looking really, really sad. There's even... No. Um, you know, this, uh, a chimpanzee that, uh, is just looking for people. And what's happening is that the zoo workers in this Russian zoo are actually having to go back and forth and change their outfits multiple times a day. So the chimpanzee gets the idea that different people are coming to see him. He feels like they're getting the feeling. He feels like nobody loves him anymore because nobody's coming to say hi to him. And it's really, really sad. Um, and I think it's, you know, I think, Sure, we've had, you know, I think the first dog that died of coronavirus was last week or two two ago, and it's starting to hit animals. Um, and it's kind of scary because when a virus is able to be impacting animals, that's actually where it mutates and it gets worse thereafter. But that's not, again, not what this is about. What my hopelessness comes about is the poor primates and birds and cats and all these sort of animals that are used to seeing people. You've even got birds that, uh, there's this cockatoo in the Tennessee Zoo that's notorious for singing "Row, row, row your boat," and the human visitors are finishing oh. it. Now she's singing to herself 
and just starts trailing off even before she gets to the end of row or row your boat. And she looks around oh. and there's nobody to sing back to her. I, I don't know where to feel hope in this, man. This is horrible. Yeah, this is just truly depressing. Um, I guess the two pieces of hope that I get. One, you mentioned in the Russian zoo how they're changing outfits just to make the animals feel better. Yeah. Russia's such a disaster and a mess and sucks. This is the only good thing about Russia I've heard yet is that they are kind to animals and are willing to go through all these outfit changes just to make the animals feel better. It's like, that's the Russia I want. So that makes me feel a little hope there. Um, my guess is the idea didn't come from Vladimir Putin. Uh, the second part of ho- hope that I guess I'll offer is I hope, <laughs> I hope we talked last week about how at a zoo, some of the like the rogue people in, I forget where the zoo was, but it wasn't in America. were giving, uh, zoo animals like wrenches and things to destroy shit. So my hope is that these rogue people who want to like make a statement keep doing it so the animals just like fuck shit up. Oh dude, I love that idea. You know, it's like it's 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 let like I said, bring on Planet of the Apes. But Aaron, I actually just thought of something else that could maybe be this good. So like there's there's so, they're showing that with the chimpanzee and even some of the birds that they're putting in like putting up iPads um, and they, they, they're showing, oh. you know, they're showing some of the animals like Lion King and that they're like the chimpanzee was like clapping. Um, <laughs> and maybe, so they're using like these sort of iPads to keep them entertained. What if we could do to zoos what they do in the NBA with the virtual fans and sort of maybe there's ways that somebody can find a way to set up people to visit the zoo and say hi to the animals, even virtually stimulate them, let them know that they have not been abandoned. Um, so maybe that's something that's somebody a, can come up with. That's a great idea. And I know a lot of parents who use, uh, who use the iPad right now to keep their kids entertained because they don't have school and, or anything else to do. And um, why not do that with, the animals give them the lion king give them the jungle book give them milo and otis all these great films all these classics let them watch it yeah and let's and let's facetime with some zoo animals give them some love um aaron are you feeling hopeful about this i am i say hope gong it i feel way better really quick there's that gong well done good idea on your part Thank you. Plus, Thank I you. want the wrench. I want the wrenches and destruction too. But yeah. <laughs> uh, so, so speaking of that, it's time for Rohit knows the O's. So, Rohit, this is not a question about the O's per se, although they are hanging in there um, and are winning some games, which is cool. Like they're they have a fighting chance. Yeah. Uh, but um, I think they're like a little under five hundred. Anyway, they have a. They, they're like they could make it. They're not we are tied for second already. place in the American League East at five and seven. So boom, just so, so you it's know, easy. yeah, yeah. And the second place team makes it. So if they can just get the second second place, because the Yankees will probably get first. Boom, they're in. Um, do you know who has the best record in baseball right now? Uh, I think it's the Yankees. 
No. That's what most oh. people probably think. It is the Florida Marlins. What? And here is what is weird about that. The Florida Marlins, luckily, you know, we were worried about baseball being shut down. It's it's actually doing well. Like they just had a week of tests and they had seven out of 13,000 were positive, seven total. So baseball is fine. All the teams are playing now. Um, they, they put way stricter rules in place. The bad part is this is re- somehow rewarded what was what is supposed to be a bad team. Somehow they're the best team right now. And they're the ones who almost screwed up baseball for all of us because they went out to clubs and partied uh, when they were not supposed to do that. And they had to be shut down for a week. And they've come back and won all their games. They haven't lost since they've come back from coronavirus. It's like their punishment helped them. So... I really hope the Marlins lose all the rest of their games, but now I think they might be kind of good. And I mean, I guess we're living in an era where you do something bad and you get rewarded. You know, but it'll serve as a cautionary tale. You know, I, I, it, they've been so bad for so long. I got nothing against them. I mean, you some. So you say, screw it. If they're good, they're yeah, good. Dude, you got a bunch of 20 year olds. It's going to be impossible to not get them to party. Like, it's <laughs> yeah, because they're all young. That's why they thought they'd yeah. suck. Because they're all like they're rookies. all young and just got new contracts and you know playing money in there. Yeah, it's yeah, it's it's a life of professional athlete is not the life that any of us listening to this will ever experience. Like it's just the money, the women, the partying, and all that. Just like living your life like some like it's a video game. You know, it's it's yeah. We've been and we've been lucky to have a couple of a couple uh, world uh, world champions on yeah. the show. Yes, we have. So we've gotten to hear about it. Um, we just haven't lived their lives. Um, and they also said that there's all the pratfalls yeah. and, and you know what difficult pieces to it. And they well. also have not had the chance to live like the hard and fast life of a podcaster. So, oh, like <laughs> yeah, we're kind of even there. Uh, anyway, so you, you have another piece to add yeah, to, ba- so we've to been, the baseball season. So we've, um, yeah, so the baseball season. Um, are you familiar, Aaron, with someone by the name of Ryan Christensen? I might have heard about him today, but no. He is the Oakland A's bench coach um, that on two occasions oh. this week um, did a Nazi salute on the field. Um, yeah. Yeah. Ryan. That's not good, buddy. You don't do that. No. So I actually did. Now Now that you say it, I saw that um, on uh, whatever sports. I don't know, wherever it was on. And here's my take on it after seeing it is they're doing these virtual high fives because they can't high five. It's usually an elbow. I think what he was doing, I'm giving him the benefit of the doubt. Because I also saw their the player I know their their star closer Liam Hendricks, kind of stop he saw it and stopped him, and then he like did a shrug and did it again like duh. My hope is that he was just trying to do like a pat on the head or a different type of salute, and it happened to be like the worst one you can do, and he wasn't really thinking he was just thinking like how do I cheer without cheering because they just won the game. Um, 
That's my hope. I also yeah. think he should still have a week timeout. He should yes. get a week of timeout uh, just to realize that you got to think before you accidentally do a Hail Hitler. Yeah, think but before as, you as hail. A, don't, yeah. I mean, hailing is bad for Just don't that, hail in general. Hail. Don't yeah. hail in general. I believe he deserves a week timeout. But after watching the video, I do think it wasn't to, he's wasn't doing it he was doing it to try to do a different type of high five. It just happened to be the worst choice ever. Yeah. We'll find out. It, it's, I mean, it's, it's a hot story this morning. We'll see how it develops. Um, but yeah, I was like, Whoa, that's a, yeah, that was that happened. Uh, that definitely did happen. And I was, when I first saw it, I wanted him to be banned for life and all that stuff. And then I watched again. I'm like, Oh, okay. Yeah. He, he, it doesn't seem like he really meant to do it. Yeah. Um, oh. Okay. But, well, there's that. Um, should we get to our uh, our latest installment of the Mailer game? Yes. So we keep getting these beautiful mailers by both the Biden campaign and the Trump campaign, and uh, I just I wanted to bring up something that was sent to me by none other, none other than Eric Trump, the son. Of Donald Trump, uh, you know, an obvious genius, <laughs> an obvious hero to society. He sent me a note that said, President Trump wants to meet you. I'm like, wow, really kind of Eric Trump to offer that. And then it, there's a letter from Eric Trump that says, Aaron, my father is heading to Southampton, New York, which, by the way, I'm not allowed to go to. Because in California, we're quarantined away from New York. So it was an immediate bummer because I knew I couldn't physically fly there uh, and be allowed there. On August 8th, so which would be tomorrow, for a special dinner. And he wants you to be his VIP guest. Me, Aaron Wolf, his VIP guest. We sorted through our very Sorry, best I had to give you a Vuvuzela. I had to give you a Vuvuzela to celebrate because that's yes. amazing. Isn't that cool? And then it gets even better. Thank you for that. We sorted through our very best Trump supporters who we wanted to invite to this exclusive event, and you were one of them. Incredible. What's crazy about this is I've never supported the campaign, and I am one of his best supporters, minus the one ticket I got in New Hampshire that I unfortunately couldn't attend. Um, I was beside myself until I got to the bottom of this and it said, contribute, guess how much in order to attend the event? Probably the max individual donation of $2,000. Yes. Mm. So I felt so honored that I was picked until I realized it was for $2,000. And it Which was is a just, deal to meet an American hero and icon, though, right? Yeah. I mean, the Eric Trump. Uh, Wait, which who, one is that? Is that the weirder one or the less weird one? I mean, what do you mean by weird? There's just one They're that's all like pretty weird. Yeah, but there's he's one the that's one. Like, he's the, okay, he's the one who hit on my girlfriend. Oh. I'll tell you that. Oh, yeah. Not okay, that so long you, ago. 
Okay, so you guys are homies. Yeah, so we're homies. He definitely did do that. Um, so he is the one with less power, suppose I think. I don't really understand the dynamic of that family totally, but yeah, regardless, I really felt special, and now I don't feel special. Um, but you know, if they if they want to pay for it for me to go to this special dinner, I will gladly attend for free and report back on what it's like. Um, but you know, unfortunately, that offer was not. Yeah. Well, you know what? At least, you know, to wrap up the mailer game, at least, you know, you are getting closer and closer to that desired personal access with the most exclusive first family we've ever had. And I'm really pulling for you, man. So thank uh, you. Yes. Keep us posted next week to see what, see how it does, this develops. With more see how this goes. And uh, I've also had some Biden texts, but we'll, we don't need those because this was the big he did not invite me to a dinner and, or anything. So Eric Trump did. So Eric Trump cares. Uh, Joe Biden. Doesn't. Eric Trump cares so speaking of eric trump um this is actually a direct segue into the film idiocracy which is my topic um i have you seen the film idiocracy it's been on my list for years but i have still never seen it because it's not free on any of the platforms right now no i paid 4.99 which i think i I think you can do okay mr moneybags we'll start it we'll start a gofundme yeah. So you watch. Actually, we're starting it right now. Everyone, uh, please send a quarter <laughs> to Rohit uh, via Vohit for Rohit on Twitter that you're sending him a quarter, and we will raise that four ninety nine. Aw, thanks. So yeah, you can find me at Vohit for Rohit all the cash apps. Yeah, there we go. Just send money, uh, yeah. and if we get to more than that, then he will use it to buy a beer, a gluten free <laughs> beer. Um, to watch with the movie, to drink with the movie. So Idiocracy, I decided to watch it again. I'd, I'd seen it in the theaters when it came out in like 2008. I decided to revisit the film and watch it again because it's about our society basically becoming super stupid. And the president of the United States in the film is Terry Crews, the actor, and the host of America's Got Talent, I think, but also famous for a lot of movies. Um, I've worked with the guy. He's a really nice guy, actually. Um, Not a name drop, but a kind of a name drop. Um, So he's the president. One of the things they do in the movie, not to give much away, is they've replaced water with Gatorade. So Gatorade is in drinking fountains. It's how they water plants. All the plants have died. And... (laughs) And then there's lots of other things um, like one of the, the biggest TV shows is a show where a guy literally just keeps getting kicked in the balls. That's the whole show. And then there's a lot of other parts to the film where I'm like, oh, my gosh, that's like society now. There's one part of Terry Cruz's character as the president of the United States that actually made me realize I think he'd be a better president than our current president. I don't want to give it away until you've seen it, but there's a direct reason for that. So I hope you watch it this week so we can touch on that. But one of the things in the film, which is very much um, a, uh, a, like happens in the film in a weird way, 
is something that happened in society, uh, man, like a couple days ago. This is what happened. And it basically is what's happening in the film. And I'm like, man, idiocracy is coming true. And a lot of our society is just this stupid right now. Um, not handle, this is in the, happened a few days ago, not handling the pandemic. Well, man fires at officers with AK 47 after refusing to wear a mask. Something similar to that happens in this movie with people with guns and stuff. And I just felt hopeless because in watching this movie, which is a comedy about like what never would really happen. And a lot of it is happening. So give me hope before you've even seen the film, how I can get hope that Idiocracy, a movie that's a comedy about what never would be, is kind of happening right now. Well, would it be so bad? What? I mean, the Gator, yeah. The Gatorade, watering the plants with Gatorade, that, that, yeah, I can see how that's not an optimal uh, thirst quencher for plant life. Um, and then think of that story that's true that happened the other day that basically yeah. happens in idiocracy. Oh, it reminds me of the, the churches where people are going into Walmart cause they're open. Um, cause they can't have large congregations and, and these people are going into Walmarts to go pray. Um, which is also bizarre and crazy and wild. Um, I wonder what aisle they picked to pray in. Oh my God. Yeah. Wow. Um, so I would guess I don't I don't want to say we're we're facing the downfall of Western civilization because Western civilization has bounced back quite a few times. Um but yeah, people shooting at police with the mask, you know, with the masks. I mean, there's only been one incident, right? So it's not mass mask shootings. So yeah. I don't dude, I don't know if I have any uh any hope on this one except if everybody likes the movie and that's what it's turning to in real life then maybe everybody will like real life <laughs> well i think this week is in pause of some of your other tv if you if you could just uh watch the damn film then we can i think dive in deeper because i think you'll be able to ha- give bring hope after seeing the movie because i have none um but you have to see the movie first. I will say this. The first time you see someone drinking Gatorade out of a water fountain, it does look cool. Yeah, dude. Maybe they're just... The problem is when water, that water's been eliminated. Water doesn't get used anymore. And that's when it's like, well, this is bad. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, so I'll, 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 I'll give it a watch and then we'll report back next week. Um, awesome. I'm probably going to love it and I'm probably going to say this is the way our world should be. Um, <laughs> so, so speaking yeah. of, um, idi- idiocracy, I think it just, we have to segue right into hopeless TV. I was watching, uh, I think a basketball or baseball game and I saw something that I never thought I'd see again. I saw, excuse me, an ad for I've fallen and I can't get up. We all know, remember those ads, right? Was it just as funny? Here's what made me feel hopeless. 
It wasn't funny at all. It was serious and depressing. Like the woman really falls down the stairs and really is hurt and her life is really in danger. And it's like real. It's like, whoa, I've fallen and I just got up. Became like like a terrible, tragic movie in 60 second ad. It was so so depressing and real. So is it kind of like when Christopher Nolan took the Batman franchise and made it much darker? Was this just like a Christopher Nolan directed I've fallen and I can't get up? Uh, <laughs> I wish because because those were still awesome. Yeah, especially the true. first one and the second. Um, this wasn't awesome. What, whatever I was watching, it was maybe a Dodger game. I'm just guessing because that's what I've been uh, watching the most of lately. Um, it was so I was like it was hard to get back into the game. I just wanted to go care for this woman. She just fallen and she couldn't get up and it was real. Like she was hurt and like couldn't get to the hospital. Like she had to find this button so she could, it was, it was just a mess. It was so sad. And I just felt like I really hope I've fallen and I just can't up can redo their comeback. It's like with um, some of the recent Batmans that have sucked that like they need to redo it again so that they can get back to the good ones. I fallen and yeah. I just got up, just had their like bad version. Yeah. So maybe I fallen again. and I can't get up. Maybe our hope is that it becomes hilarious again when senior citizens who are helpless break their backs. <laughs> so yeah, let's, let's, let's get back to that era. Um, let's get back. We need that yeah. hopeless, that yes. fallen and I've just can't up. We need it. So, which is uh, in terms of uh, just, you know, I guess uh, dark humor. Let's, let's, let's talk about our new segment within Hopeless TV, and this is called Let's Get Sexual. Now, this is based <laughs> off of a, a, of a, Reddit, a recent Reddit thread that asked, uh, what movie or television show would be better if the word sexual was added in it? It's an old game, but I saw it, and uh, the response that was number one was Alien versus Sexual Predator. <laughs> That's, and That sounds like a terrible film. <laughs> <laughs> so, Aaron, do you have any uh, films or TV shows uh, that you think could be improved um, by adding the word sexual to their title? All right, let me just do it. I'm just going to run through a couple right off the top of my head, and then you do a few. Let's just do it like we've done some of our other games. Yep. All right, let's see. Reservoir Sexual Dogs. Uh Uh-huh. Or Sexual Reservoir Dogs. Sexual Reservoir Dogs. That's better. Um, The (laughs) uh, Close Sexual Encounters of the Third Kind. (laughs) Uh, let's see. I'm just thinking of some of my favorite movies. Sexual Up. <laughs> yeah. Or E-Sexual T. E-Sexual T. <laughs> and, uh, and, uh, <laughs> Lord of the Rings, The Return of the Sexual King. <laughs> let's see if I can think of one. Oh, how about Beauty and the Sexual Beast? <laughs> Beauty, yeah. Or Shawshank Sexual Redemption. Oh, that's good. That's good. Here, just keep going. Say a couple more. Yeah, um, uh, Mr. Sexual Bean. <laughs> a uh, a sexual river runs through it. Um, <laughs> sexual Wait, Legends got, of the Fall. Sexual Legends of the Fall. What about 12 <laughs> sexual angry old men or angry men? 12 sexual angry men. Um, sexual yeah. Ghostbusters, yeah, or twelve sexual monkeys. 
<laughs> oh. That's that's good. Too fast, too sexually furious. Yeah. <laughs> How about all the president's sexual men? <laughs> oh, oh, the secret sexual life of pets. <laughs> that's a good one. That's really good. Um, and what about what about ra- se- raging sexual bull? <laughs> or Mary Sexual Poppins. <laughs> Ooh, 60 sexual minutes. <laughs> Gone in 60 sexual minutes. <laughs> seconds, I believe. <laughs> oh, yeah, and seconds. Um, yeah. And then, let me, th- I'm just trying to think of any, what's, um... <laughs> some of these, some of the ones I'm thinking are just so wrong. Oh God! Um, like Schindler's sexual list. <laughs> so, no, well, the one I yeah, that's pretty bad. Or uh, uh, Goodwill sexual hunting. <laughs> that just sounds. <laughs> uh, ooh, ooh, how about sexual lassie? <laughs> yeah, that's good. That's good. Or. Um, Saving, saving private sexual Ryan. Oh, Snow White and the Seven Sexual Dwarfs. <laughs> sexual Toy Story. Yeah. <laughs> sexual Toy Story 2. Yeah, and Sexual Toy Story 3. <laughs> There's a lot of that. Um, yeah, yeah. I get, let me think of one more, and then you do one more. <laughs> when, when Sexual Harry Met Sally. Sexual Power Rangers, <laughs> and and one last one, Ferris Bueller's Sexual Day Off. Yeah, oh, 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 Teenage Mutant Ninja Sexual Turtles. Yes, there it is. All right, we're gonna have to do this game more. That was way yeah, too yeah. fun. Yeah, we'll, we'll have to revisit this, but that's Hopeless TV. Um, that is Hopeless TV. Is that we have we have gone so low as to need to make everything sexual. <laughs> yes. So um, speaking of sexual, I think you have something to say that I have no idea what it is. Yeah. So uh, ByteDance, uh, the company that owns uh, TikTok, a uh, Chinese-owned company, um, has been banned or will be banned in, I think, 45 days. Um, and WeChat, uh, the biggest chat platform in the world, um, will also face the same ban in the United States. At first, I thought this was hilarious because TikTok is so stupid. Um, <laughs> but... but um, I, you know, and I think also it's, you know, there's a lot to do with national security. There's multiple countries, including India and everybody that, that have already banned these apps because uh, this, the Chinese government having a back door into those apps. And um, first yep. it was banned for U.S. military personnel. But generally, you don't want uh, a country with the human rights record of China having access to any citizen's private data. So I kind of get it. Um, I think where the hopelessness is, is that... Uh, you know, it might kill the kill any sort of chance of Microsoft purchasing uh, ByteDance from uh, sort of rescuing them oh. or purchasing, uh, sorry, TikTok from ByteDance. Um, but I think I recently came across this video that was shared by somebody I follow on Twitter. Um, and uh, it's a video of uh, a girl doing matching, going movement for movement, matching Charles Manson's crazy fits that he had in court. <laughs> 
and it's She's, the fu- and it's with the cascada song every time we kiss i feel it yeah um and Good it's song. literally in that moment i went from just like casually watching tiktok but more just publicly just lambasting it to being a fan because if I can get Charles Manson impersonation dance videos on TikTok, oh, you want those. I know I'm not getting them there and I'm not getting them anywhere else. So now no. I'm sad about TikTok getting canceled. How do you feel hope? I believe simply because of uh, Trump's, because he's the one who wants to ban it, simply because of his um, obsession with making sure the economy looks good, a purchase of the U.S. buying a like Microsoft making a deal where they buy a Chinese company, I think will happen, because if anything, it makes it looks good. The optics look good. Look, we yeah. as an American, you know, the Americans are coming and taking the Chinese companies away from them. That's plays totally into his rhetoric, and so I think. He'll end up, he didn't want to do it originally because most TikTokers like screw him over and make fun of him. But for the, and he, as a, like we're beating China thing, it could help him. So I think he might allow it and let it happen and let this right. continue. Okay. And then the stupid dances will continue. Um, then they will. Okay. That, that, so that's that's case, a good point. I, I yeah, have faith you know, in Trump I will... doing it. Yeah, you know, I will gong that. The Vuvuzela is still going on from the previous one too, but that there's a gong. Um, there's a gong. All it's right. a really so shitty hope. soundboard app we're using. Um, yeah, yeah, so let, let's. Uh, so I feel hope. Let's if move you, on to your topic. Yeah, and, and before that, I'm also f- starting to go fund me so we can get a better sound app and I can also get a beer. So you can go to at the Aaron Wolf on Twitter, Facebook, and just uh, cash at me or do any app a quarter. And then when I get to a lot of quarters I'll get a better sound app for us and then yeah. a beer. Yeah. It has to have a gong on it. And it has to have a gong on it. Um, so mine's really quick. I just think it's so ironic and weird and odd. And I feel hopeless. The U S opened all their travel bans. So we are now allowed to go everywhere, including Canada, Mexico, all the places that Trump shut off forever. Like, that was his big thing, like, at the beginning. And then that was, like, where protests started because he was banning all these random countries. Uh, Wait, the beginning of COVID? No, the beginning of his presidency. When he started banning uh, travel from, you couldn't come here from all the, like, I don't oh, know, yeah, countries with, like, countries. Dominant, predominant Muslim populations. Muslim. It was really, yeah. like, Islamophobia stuff. Oh, yeah. Um, except for Saudi Arabia. He didn't do that because he has some financial interest there. Uh, So it really, anyway, he changed all that, like all that's gone, which on the surface sounds great. Good. He changed his mind on something that I thought was pretty racist. Um, Personally, Uh, we've talked about Islamophobia on the show before. The bad part is nobody wants us. So people and people don't want to come here. Because we're like the worst, we're, we're like, we're the worst at the virus thing and people don't want the virus. So we're now open so we can go anywhere, but we can't because no one wants us and anyone could come here, but no one wants to because no one wants us. So when it's, he finally does the 
morally right thing, we it, it can't we can't do it. It's like, dude, we can't go anywhere. We're not allowed to. So give me hope because finally I think the right decision was made at the complete wrong time because it can't help us. Well, you know, I think that the rest of the world shunning us. I mean, there's always been, you know, as long as America's been America, it's a new, you know, it's still, it's only a couple hundred years old. Um, You know, it's been pretty badass. It's been the most industrious nation in the world. Um, And, you know, it's like, I hate the Yankees, but everybody hates (laughs) the Yankees unless you're a Yankee fan. So we're kind of like the Yankees of the world, literally. Um, Yeah, we are. um, But I think that this humbling will actually be not only good for us to kind of be see ourselves as more global citizens because we can't just walk around and prance everywhere. It might be better for just perspective for American citizens, but also less people coming to the United States means less of our unmasked weirdos that are spreading the virus to the rest of the world. And maybe that is just some sort of isolation that we need to get over this damn thing. So I think it's great. It's great that we're being sort of uh, the outcasts of the world right now because we need that time out and we just need to see yeah. where we actually stand in the world. So I think it's a great I like thing. That. It's, it's overdue. It. I feel great. it. It's our punishment uh, gonna... for what we've done. Hope gong. Beautiful. And now it is time for Hope in 60 Seconds. The XFL. We went. Row it. You and I went to the very last XFL game ever. I felt pride in that. I felt excited about that. We did it. We were at the last of something ever. Because it went out of business. But just this week, The Rock bought it. For a grand total, this shows how little that league was doing, for a grand total of $15 million for the entire league. That wouldn't buy you, like, I don't know, like like six seats in a Dodger game. So, and he bought the whole league. But I feel hopeless because we don't get to be at the last thing. So, I you should feel hopeful because now... There are so many players that would never have gotten a chance at the NFL. The Rock was a guy that was trying to make the league before he became a wrestler. And, you know, he's now providing that chance to so many young athletes. So I think it's a chance, a second chance. It's the last chance you at the professional level. So I have a chance to make the XFL. Boom. Hope. Done. Done. All right. I have zero chance, um, but I'm going to try. Uh, so you're, you're, you're up. All right. So let me start the timer on mine. Okay, so Scotland is passing a new law that um, what it does, it actually uh, classifies hate crimes uh, underneath jokes told by stand-up comics. If they talk about race or gender or sexuality in a way that is offensive to anyone in the audience, that the comedian can be charged with a hate crime. What? Um, Yep. So, uh, and they're, they're planning on, uh, doing this at the next, uh, sort of, uh, comedy festival that they have coming up. So how do you get out of that? In Edinburgh, they have the big one. In Edinburgh, yeah. Um, well, I think they are an example of what we can't become because we're close to becoming that, um, with how comedy is just, people are getting fired for, just making jokes, which is what their job is. So I hope they lead it to an example of what we can't become. Yes. And maybe, maybe we'll even get to see, um, a sort of a revolution of 
dark comedy that comes as a backlash and I love dark fucked up comedy. So maybe Yep. Yeah. So the dark Some of the best the, the best comedians around from Jim Jeffries to Dave Chappelle to old school guys like uh Sam Kinison and uh Lenny Bruce, they were all about pushing the pushing the limits. So yeah. yes, I agree. Great. And so then dark, let's reach, yes, one more. Or no, one two more. more. Or one however more. many more you I right, one more. Ready? All right. This is the headline. Drug smuggling cat escapes high security Sri Lankan prison. A cat had been trained to smuggle drugs, chips for phones, and so on to the prisoners and is now in jail. I, one, think this cat is a badass. And two, I do not think this kit, this cat should be in cat, cat jail. Like he's just being a badass cat and the guys in jail are the criminals. Yeah, why would you imprison the smartest cat ever? I mean, they weren't yeah. like putting the drugs into its body, right? It was just carrying them or. Yeah, they were because... putting it in his body and it knew how to go oh, from place to place. That's sad. It, then it's like abusing the cat. So I'm glad. All right. The hope is then if they were putting the drugs in its body and all this stuff that it will now be saved from that abuse. Yes. While in cat jail. Yeah. I mean, save this yeah. cat, free him. Yes. Free Somebody this rescue cat. This pure, yeah. Somebody rescue kitty. Um, Someone rescue kitty. So now we will conclude the show. We've done hopeless in 60. We have brought hope. We have brought cats that smuggle drugs and are in jail. We have talked about everything from the XFL to let's get sexual. I mean, we've really covered it all for episode 20. Uh, oh, I just love another one. Sexual X-Men. <laughs> like sexual X-Men. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. I didn't mean... <laughs> that is a great... That That's perfect. I can't yeah, wait sorry, to do more of these. You. I just no, no, flow, that's good. Keep, going. keep closing the show. We have to. Uh, we have our our submission. It is from Tori, uh, from Long Beach, and she said, "What were your takeaways from the Lucas Miles interview?" And I think she was directing it at me, um, because she wrote me, <laughs> so that would make sense, right? So, I just am going to give my quick takeaway because I she was upset by it, um, is what she said. Uh, and I said, my takeaway is this free speech. We promote it constantly on this show. I don't believe in much of what he had to say. I think it was, he gaslit a lot of my questions. He didn't, uh, he didn't answer. Um, he would use the Bible as a way to skirt around anything personal. I had to say about what I've experienced or what friends and colleagues have experienced. And I didn't like any of it. But it was also a way to bring free speech platform and something that Rohit and I don't necessarily endorse to the forefront so that you listeners can hear it. Because that's what the goal is, is to get all the speech out. I don't like what he had to say. I didn't like how he did workarounds and stuff to avoid topics like persecution and racism. And I don't like how he promoted, how he every time he said... Uh, he, he said Democrat Marxist, like every Democrat is some sort of communist. I didn't like any of that, but it was free speech. I think it was a valid conversation, and I, that's why we brought it to you, not because we agree with what he had to say. 
Yep. And it's like you can't, a doctor can't cure a condition unless they examine it and spend time with it. You can't just, you know, nuke it away without even looking at it. So, you know, we all have to fix each other, fix ourselves and just, you know, move forward together. And it's it's important that we are hearing each other, you know, and, and if anything, even if we don't agree with a lot of things that were said, um, you know, it's I agree with the fact that he has the ability to say them. And Me too. He has the ability to talk, and that that you once you take that away, you we become victims of a fascist, you know, victims of fascism. Um, so we are. Then we're that. the victims. We yeah. have to have those voices on the show, as well as the athletes and comedians and other people that we've had on. We have to have these voices. So, yeah. so with that, we're going to just end the show by saying, hope fulfilled. Duh, we get to do episode twenty one next week. That is. Uh, the craziest weirdest most different episode you'll ever hear um another piece of hope fulfilled is things keep getting crazier in the world so we keep have more having more hopeless things to talk about that are more bizarre like tiktok being banned and cats going to jail and and lastly i would say um there is a chance that in uh, around labor day Rohit and I will be able to do our very first ever remote episode from somewhere else. We won't say any more, but there is a chance that we will get to do our first ever. It's like when, when, uh, the, when Jimmy Fallon comes to LA, we're going to be maybe, maybe just maybe going somewhere and doing an episode from that place. Yes. We got to figure that out. But until then, Aaron, May yes. the wind be ever at your back. Yes. And to you, I, I, I'm going to leave you with this, Rohit. Vohit for Rohit on Twitter. I'm the Aaron Wolf. And I will leave you with this. Milo and sexual Otis. When the world seems gold and bleak and you just can't take it anymore. Here it comes, that glimmer of hope. A light shines through the dark. Hope is so, with Aaron and